everyone, Noor Tagore here, and you're listening to In Progress, An Imperfect Journey Navigated. And this podcast is presented by Girlboss Radio in partnership with Toomey. So over the course of 10 episodes, we will be going on a journey together. We'll be deep diving with the best and the brightest female founders, entrepreneurs, and creatives out there, and offering you the motivation you need to transition from where you are to where you want to be. These brilliant women, and I mean brilliant, will be dishing out real-world advice for self-development on the go so you can dare to change direction and so you can live a more fulfilling and productive life. You know, the life you deserve. Let's go. Today's episode is on learning how to juggle relationships in a busy world. And I'm really excited for this one because... I have definitely been guilty of not being the best friend when my life got really, really hectic. And it's still a process. It's still something I'm learning to deal with, but I really am looking forward to getting some advice on this. And today we are talking to the beautiful Lovey Ajay, who is a writer, author, digital strategist, and speaker who works between the intersection of comedy, technology, and activism. And we're going to have this really intellectual, personal, vulnerable conversation on why you shouldn't have to say goodbye to your social life in the name of goal setting. So this is going to just be your guide to staying connected, nurturing those relationships, even when you are busy. Welcome to the show, lovey. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you and to learn from you. Do you remember a time where you were realizing that your work was getting in the way of a personal relationship? Yes. Like, I think last year I had a moment where I was getting another plane, was checking my Instagram and saw my friends at a friend's birthday party. And I had such FOMO, which, of course, is (laughs) fear of missing out. And in that moment, I kept on being like, I keep missing these really cool events with the people I love Mm. because I have to go be on a stage somewhere or I have to go do go talk to a client somewhere. And in that moment, it was kind of like an acute recognition of what I am saying no to as I was saying yes to my career. Do you feel like there is a pressure, especially when it comes to women in their career to sacrifice their social lives for their work? Yeah, it's that question of that women always get asked, can you have it all? So Mm. we are told we can only be one thing at any given time, a really good person at career or really good at personal relationships. Either we can be wife or CEO. But I think for us, we have to take the pressure of ourselves to have to have it all exactly in the moment. But it's a juggle to make sure you're also not sacrificing the things that are most important to you, even as you're trying to pursue one above the other. Totally. And I think part of what people forget to have in conversations like this is making the point that you taking time for yourself and taking time for your personal relationships, whether it is a significant other or your friends or your family, actually contributes to your well-being and this journey towards your version of success, however you may define that word. But it's actually a good thing and it's something that's necessary for your own mental health, for your self-care and 
for your own growth? Yeah, I think it also depends on people's ideas of what success is, right? Like for me, I think success is living life on my own terms. Ooh, yes. I love that. When did you define success to that? Probably a couple of years ago. Success is not just being wealthy. If I am successful, as in I am wealthy, but there is no one else to share it with around Mm. me, I would consider that a failure. So living life on my own terms also includes being around the people I love and making time for them. I think wealth comes in freedom to be able to basically parse out your time in the way you want to. Absolutely. You know, I saw this tweet recently and it was talking about like the moment that people realize that your time is more valuable than money and what your time is actually worth, the easier it is for you to know when to say no and when to say yes. And I think in that it's easier for you to prioritize those personal relationships and realize there is a sense of spiritual wealth and personal growth and wealth in cultivating that because it gets lonely at the top. And if you're losing the people that you love along the way or you're distancing yourself from that, then it becomes hard to stay motivated in whatever you're doing. Yeah, it's with anything. When you look around and realize you have nobody to share it with, uh, it's got to feel empty. So it's it's like somebody, when they get in a brand new relationship and they fall Mm. off the face of the earth and their friends never hear from them again. Well, (laughs) if the relationship tanks, (laughs) they come looking for their friends to help them. Their friends are nowhere to be found. Mm. Um, A really good way that I thought about this was um, when I had dinner with Tashonda Brown Duckett, who is the CEO of Chase Retail Banks. It kind of it kind of changed my life how I think about my work and my and and the things I'm prioritizing. It, I was on the end of a 12 city speaking tour. It was last year. And we had dinner and she saw how exhausted I was. Mm. And she goes, "You're not diversifying your portfolio." I said, "What?" She was like, "Think about it. Life is a portfolio. Think about it like a portfolio. You have 100% that you can put in." So, what do you think you're allocating to your portfolio right now that's work? I said, 80%. She was like, which means you have 20% for everything else. That is means 20% for friends, for family, for relationship, for exercise, for you. We have to learn how to diversify our portfolios better. Mm-hmm. She was like, the, the market is volatile. Imagine if you have 80% of your assets in one thing and that thing tanks. You're left with only 20% of what you had. And that flipped the script for me. It was one of those light bulb moments where I was like, holy smokes. I, my, my portfolio was not diverse at all. I was spending I, so much time on wow. the road and spending so much time working that I wasn't cultivating my relationships and I wasn't spending enough time with the people that I love to show them that I love them. And then it takes, like, I mean, that just gave me chills because I relate to that so much. I remember last summer... There was a point in, I was also on a speaking tour and there was a point where I was by myself in a small airport in Northern California and I sat in the corner and I was crying and I called my parents and I was just like, and I had just been, I I think I did like three events back to back every night and I was by myself and I know, you know how that feels like being alone on the road. And I, actually this was two years ago and I was crying and I was like, I, I just feel so like lonely like I feel like I haven't talked to anybody and Mm -hmm. there's a difference between speaking on a stage in front of 
700 people and like having a conversation with one of your really good friends or your family members. And I just, I like, I, that is like my fuel and that's my motivation. And I remember just coming home and just being like, I need to stay home for a little bit and I need to play with my little siblings and I need to spend time with my parents. And it makes you better at what you do. And I feel like a lot of times people forget that, that you need those relationships and you need that social life and you need to be able to like do the things that make you happy to be good at what you do anyway. Correct. And they recharge you. For me, home is home is where my recharge button is. You know, Mm. being able to be in Chicago for me is a way to get my batteries back up. You know, I'll be on the road uh, doing all these speaking engagements and then actively miss being on my couch Okay. Oh my gosh, yes. And I'm like, ah, I just want to sit on the couch in ratty pajamas and and watch terrible television to recharge my batteries. And that's part of the work because then I can get back on the road maybe after two weeks energized and ready to kill when I step on a stage or, you know, with a big smile on my face because I'm not operating on empty Oh my, and I, and empty ends up becoming like a physical thing. So yes. earlier this year I was on the road and I, and I was doing a bunch of, t- and it was actually, yeah, it was earlier this year when there was just a bunch of snow and I was driving in the snow and I had like swerved off the road at some point and I got like Ooh. snowed in and I finally got home. And when I opened the door and I was like, my husband was like, oh, so how was it? I was just like, it was good. And I just puked everywhere because I was so exhausted. Like I just start. (laughs) And then for the next three days, I was on my beloved couch. Like my couch is my favorite thing ever. And I was just like watching cartoons. And I was like, this is the only (laughs) thing that I can physically do right now. But it's like. I, I shouldn't have to get to that point. Like I should be able right. to sprinkle this stuff in, in between so that I'm like consistent in what I'm doing. And I don't know if I've like completely learned how to reprioritize and make sure that I am giving myself that time. I think that I've spent a lot of this year figuring that out. And that's why I'm really excited to talk to you about that. So I wanted to ask what you do in order to reprioritize like relationships in your personal life and having a social life or doing what makes you feel good? One, I check my calendar because my calendar runs me. If it's not on my calendar, it's, it's not, not happening. It's not happening, I put, 100%. I put, br- I put brunches on my calendar because I'm like, okay, if my calendar says it's going, it's going, it's going down, it's going down. So, <laughs> you know, I'll hit up my friends and be like, okay, anyone have any events popping up that I need to be at? Birthdays, weddings, Aww. game nights. Then I put those in there. And then I already know that these are the things that I'm, I need to attend to. So when my manager yeah. hits me up and says, hey, there's this thing happening, I'm like, ooh, my friend's wedding is that weekend, so I can't be there. Just actually wow. putting it, basically managing it like you manage your career and being able to say, hey, friends, I am home two weekends out of this month. Can we do brunch? And us, all of us actually getting out our calendars and being like, yep, yep, that works for me, 12 p.m., cool. And then we set it. That's huge because... I feel like we're not taught that, like managing our social lives and our personal lives on the same level as our careers. Do you think that that is just as important? Absolutely. I think, you know, for a lot of us, we're so go, go, go Mm. that we then think everything else should just fall naturally. Like our friends would just know we're in town this, you know, this week. We happen to be in town or we happen to not have eight meetings that day. No. Actively telling people, hey, here's my schedule. You got any time? Great. Show up to my place. Let's just have drinks. Let's eat some food, watch movies. 
and catch up. It's, we have to put the same effort to our relationships that we do to our work. So I have kind of a personal question, and this is based on personal experience, and I always am kind of curious to ask people this, but I get a little bit nervous too. But do you ever run into dealing with friends who are not as understanding of that schedule? Like I've gone through, and I think a lot of times as you grow, you kind of figure out who your real friends are. And I've gone through situations where my friends have not understood that like I do travel Mm -hmm. a lot and I am on the road a lot. And when I'm home, I want to see you, but like don't get mad at the fact that I'm not home as much anymore. Have you ever dealt with that? You know what? I actually haven't, thankfully, but I know a lot of people who have. My friends, I, my friends really understand because they see my work. My, my work is very public, so they know when I'm getting on a plane. Like, I, I share it on my Instagram stories when I'm about to go out of town. So they actively see my work. And, it, you know, it's harder for people who are more quiet, less public, because mm-hmm. then your friends are like, sheesh, how busy are you? Well... If I was to explain to you my last week and a half, you would know how busy I was. But for me, since my work is so public, they have no other choice but to see it. But I also make it a point to um, let them know, like, hey, I literally do that thing where I'm like, I'm going to be home two weekends this month. Let's go out. So it's a Mm -hmm. way to make them feel like a priority before they have to come to you because it's a problem. That's like a really great piece of advice, I think. On a personal level, I don't think I've done that as much and I haven't thought about it that way. Um, But I always end up feeling really bad and I I have like lost some friends along the way for that very reason. And I've never really understood, like I never want to come off, I don't know, like arrogant or anything like that in explaining like, hey, I'm like, I'm kind of in this grind right now where... my work is really demanding and so I'm just struggling to find that balance as well and just trying to figure it out so but here's the thing is you know we all we beat ourselves up for it which some of it is earned a lot of it is not um we can just always be better like there are times when I know I'm a terrible friend (laughs) when my book was about to come out I actually wrote (laughs) my friends a letter that's like hey you guys I'm going to be a terrible friend for the next three months. I'm going to be MIA <laughs> because I have to do a 20-city tour. Do not look for me. If anything mm. is happening, I can't promise I will be there because I will barely know what my name is for the next three months. Um, kind of prepping people for those moments when you yeah. know you're act- actively out of pocket so they know it's a season and not just you forgetting. As a person. Yeah, like it's a season. It's going to be three months of me grinding hard. I am so sorry that I'm going to be MIA but I love you. Let's catch up in December. <laughs> and they were like, got you. Bet. Um, I think people just want really to great know friends. where you stand. <laughs> those, are, those are really great friends. And I think I've also learned the whole, I guess, learning who to keep in your circle because mm-hmm. if that person is encouraging and believes in your work and supports you in this kind of journey because as women of color and minorities who are kind of going against the grain in career fields like it is something you really have to dedicate a lot of time and energy to and it's one of those things that does require support like you do need your friends you do need that team because you're going to be going through crap 
oftentimes along the ride, like whether it's internet hate or it's like a piece written about you or it's a rejection letter, like those things are going to happen and you need that crew. And see, like, I drop the ball sometimes. There are times when I just disappear without any type of notice and then pop up in two weeks. Um, It's just a balance, you know. It's it's recognizing that you can't always have the season of MIA. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. you can, but then if you're always missing, what are you giving to your friends? Because then you'll expect something back when you're going through a tough time. And if if you deposited $0 into an account, you can't withdraw anything. Uh, I love that you use that example. My mom always uses the example of like bank accounts. Like you need to fill your bank account to be able to withdraw when it comes to doing good deeds or maintaining relationships. Like she always uses that. And it's such a tangible metaphor that like you can see it because you know, like I know I need to be filling my friendship account account or my good deed account or yeah. whatever it is yeah. and then it, it just makes it a lot easier for you to put yourself in place agreed okay guys time for a quick break to talk about our friends at to me for a second they are the ones we created this very podcast with they've always been known as a timeless elegant luggage brand but they've just stepped into the handbag game And in a serious way, they have a gorgeous new line. It's that same sophisticated aesthetic we all know and love, but transformed into bags you can use in your everyday life. And it gives you that I'm so put together vibe, even on the days where you feel anything but, which is pretty amazing. Whether you're looking for a new classic in luxurious leather or a nylon number that's as adaptable as you are, there's something for everyone, wherever your journey takes you. Shop them on www.tumi.com. What do you feel like is the biggest challenge to making sure that we are taking care of our relationships when our schedules do feel nonstop? Uh, The biggest challenge is, you know, there's a lot of things that you don't know going on with the people you love unless you're sitting in front of their face. You know, the Mm nonverbal cues let you know sometimes when somebody's having a terrible day, even though they said, I'm okay. So that's a challenge from afar to try to make sure that you can still figure out what's going on with everybody, even though you're not, you haven't seen them in three weeks. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's it's the times when you like when you hit up somebody, and say, "Hey, how are you?" and they say, "I'm good," and because you're so busy, you don't have time to explore what that really means. Um, mm. And feeling like, "Whew, I might have dropped the ball on that because maybe they weren't okay. Maybe I was supposed yeah. to ask more questions, but because I'm about to jump on another flight, uh, I didn't have time." Or I'm about to jump on another flight and I'm saying, hey, I'm going to call you right back or I'll call you back later and completely forget Mm -hmm. which happens. What are some of your favorite non-work related things to do with your friends? Oh, my God. We are brunch babes. Like, (laughs) we love love brunch. We will be at brunch for five hours for no reason. Just for absolutely no reason. Um, I love doing festivals with them we will sit outside with mm. all the snacks and fruits in the world <laughs> and watch a oh movie oh my gosh yeah yeah like are we you love are you times. like the snack mom like do you bring the snacks or is it one of your other friends oh no no we all bring snacks to the point where we're like we might have done too much <laughs> oh and it's always too much right it's always too much because everyone thought somebody else didn't bring enough and then next thing you know everyone brought too much and it's what's the best your go-to time. what's Ooh. like your go-to item my go-to item, one, I always have to have some sort of, um, like, juice of some sort. I'm a fan mm-hmm. of cranberry juice. Yum. Um, and then, you know, I love flaming Hot Fries. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I could use some fries and some cranberry juice right now. Yes. And then we always have fruits like, I'm talking cherries, seedless Mm. grapes. We have chicken because always love me some chicken. (laughs) Um, We have, um, and then we try to trick ourselves with one healthy snack. Um, (laughs) To be like, yeah, we ate vegetables today. Carrots. I mean, the fruit is healthy. That's what I'm saying. I mean, after yeah. you eat many servings of it, I'm not sure how healthy because that's a lot of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay, like on a more serious note, what do you wish someone would have told you about taking care of your relationships before you ever found yourself in a difficult situation on that front? You know what? That whole idea of diversifying my portfolio, of having to constantly take uh, take stock of how much effort I'm putting towards mm. my relationship. Because... It's not just automatic, we'll all be good at it. Um, many of us are very intentional about how much work we're putting into our work. But yeah. we haven't been told to be that intentional about our friendships, about our partners, about our family, and we need to be. Mm. We talk about career and like career goals and maintaining career goals and strategy in a very tangible, concrete, step-by-step way. If someone were to talk to you about cultivating and maintaining personal relationships, what would you tell them the end goal or I guess if we're using the bank account reference, like what the check ends up being? Like what what do people get out of maintaining those relationships? Ooh, the end goal. Well, you always have a soft place to land. To me, Ooh, I love that. Yeah, to me maintaining great relationships always gives you a soft place to land no matter how tough things get it's beautiful if you know there are people who are in your corner you can always go lay on their couch you can always go hear some great words from them and it makes the world that much easier to navigate because having a support system props you up even when you can't prop yourself up totally and we can never do it alone i think that uh, there's this like misunderstanding that i have to keep my head down and work and be alone and never share my ideas and never ask for advice and never look for a soundboard agreed and i think that that's that's wrong because the only way that first of all sharing saying your ideas out loud make them more real and you get more inspired that way because you're not locked in in the endlessness that is your mind but also it becomes something that makes you more creative and stronger and you can laugh in between and you can hear, you can kind of read the room and the room is your girls, like your friends. And that is something that's priceless. Absolutely. I agree. Like having, I always say having a wolf pack behind you means you cannot fail. Mm, That's, that's like, that should be a girl boss motto rule through and through. And I, and I really like, especially when it comes to just being more encouraging and supportive and less competitive because we know that you're still going to you're going to be even better than you thought when you do collect those amazing people and keep them around you. Absolutely. What are three pieces of practical real-world advice that you would give to our listeners to maintain strong relationships while they're busy? Um, one, basically be honest with people. That honesty lets people know that, okay, this is where you stand. This is what they can expect from you. And it also allows you to be vulnerable and so you're not feeling all the pressure when you can't be there. So that honesty. Two, um, sometimes going through your phone and 
looking at numbers to see who have you not talked to in two months? Who you were like, who? Man, I wonder how they're doing. I love yeah. that. I can I just like interject real quick. So there's one thing. There's one piece of advice that I would love to like include in this little list, and it's whenever somebody pops up in your mind, just shoot them a text. Yeah. Like anytime I think of somebody, I'll text them and I'll be like, hey, thinking of you, how are you? And you don't have to like be afraid of maintaining this back and forth text conversation you can't keep up with. But just know that when you reach out to someone, it does wonders, especially when like down the line, you may need some help from them or you need advice from them or you need whatever. They won't feel like you're using them because you've actually reached out when you have thought about them. Right. And it comes across way better. Agreed. Agreed. Just do that. Shoot a text. Hey, you're on my mind. How are you doing today? And uh, or yeah, I think that that like always makes people's hearts happy and it just makes them feel like heard and loved. And yeah, it just becomes this great thing. Okay, the third one. The third one. You know what? Make somebody feel extra special and uh, send them a gift. So one of my friends, I noticed on her Instagram stories, she was saying how she just started working out. She has to be eating better. So I sent her a case of applesauce. Because I was like, you're going to need something easy to just grab, and it's not going (laughs) to add to your carb count. Here you go. Oh, my. I love that idea. I absolutely love that. That's amazing. I try, but I I fail sometimes. I absolutely fail sometimes, but I always try to at least make up for it when I do. Yeah, but at least, like, I think that you're real about it, and and I know that a lot of our listeners relate to that struggle and we are all a work in progress so absolutely i hope we all get better from this and go shoot your friends a text (laughs) and tell them that you love them tell them you love them if you really want them to feel special write a note we can just we just gotta do the things that we'd love to get thank you so much lovey this was amazing thank you for having me for more information on Lovey Ajayi, you can check her out on Twitter and Instagram at Lovey, that's L-U-V-V-I-E, and check out her websites, awesomelylovey.com and lovey.org. And if you want to stay connected with me, you can follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Noor, N-O-O-R, and Twitter at N-T-A-G-O-U-R-I. N-T-A-G-O-U-R-I. Can't wait to connect. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of In Progress presented by Girlboss Radio in partnership with Toomey. Be sure to tune in to the next episode to hear more from the brightest minds out there, all bringing the real talk to navigating your life and career so you can really take flight. Because, yep, you already know it's a work in progress. And be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the 10 episodes.